Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, Devil's Lake continues enjoying a lot of angling activity, although success tends to be on the spotty side. Try East Devil's Lake for perch. Creel Bay has plowed trails, so it's easier to get around on the ice in the bay. But walleye and perch activity slowed a bit. It's still fair, though. The key in some locations is to have tracked vehicles to move around and locate the fish, but beware of slush pockets. Anglers also continue working smaller lakes where they can get on and move around. In addition, anglers can move around throughout Lake Ashtabula with better access conditions now. They're finding a mix of success with some anglers doing well and others marking fish, but fish aren't biting. The best success is for perch with a little slower walleye activity but the lake's enjoying a nice amount of activity. Farther west, the Missouri River Tail Race isn't getting the same love that places like Lake Ashtabula and Devil's Lake are, although some anglers are up on the east end of Lakes Kakwea, above Garrison Dam, where they're fishing Wolf Creek on the south side or Centennial Bay on the north side. Try 28 to 36 feet for walleye using jigs and minnows in the early morning or late evening low lights in Centennial or Wolf Creek. Van Hook Arm in the midsection remains slow, and the river area around Newtown also slowed somewhat for walleye. The problem there, like in many areas, the snow on the ice hardened, settled, and it's rough. It's not that much fun for bouncing around on. And finally, they got a bun is somewhat slow and hit and miss for walleye. The best success is at night. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We have Matt Deitch. He is an Iowa Ice Pro very avid angler he is a co-host of the midwest angler podcast uh and i'm really curious to see what he's going to talk about about this destination it's a destination for us from for sioux falls anglers it's probably not it's not that far away how are you doing matt i'm doing great how about you guys doing very very well so what we're going to talk about is the iowa great lakes how far is that from sioux falls from Sioux Falls, it's probably about an hour and a half from the east side of Sioux Falls to get to the Iowa Great Lakes. The nice thing is you can go right down on Interstate 90 and just south a little ways, or you can go right down Highway 9 
in Iowa as well. It's a pretty straight shot right to them. So let's talk about, before we get into fishing and stuff, what exactly are the Iowa Great Lakes? There's a series of lakes that are all connected. That's right. There's uh, what they consider the Iowa Great Lakes. Uh, there's Spirit Lake. Uh, Big Spirit Lake is what they call it. And that's not connected to the Okabojis. That's just north of the Okabojis. They're connected by a little waterway channel, but it's not accessible by boat. It's just a little spillway. But then you have the Okaboji chain of lakes, which is West Okaboji and East Okaboji. And then they also have Upper Gar, Minnewashta, and Lower Gar, where all those are connected together to form, you know, the Iowa Great Lakes, one big body of water. They kind of call it the Iowa Great Lakes a lot of times because the West Okaboji is a glacial lake. It's a, it's a deep lake. It gets up to 100 feet. And it's kind of got like a blue water tint to it, and it's and it can be crystal clear. So it kind of offers a unique fishing experience for a lot of different anglers. Yeah, and uh, I got to believe that fishing can be, like you said, unique, different. Uh, you know, you fish ultra clear water, um, it's going to change what you need to do when you get out there. And, and that's good to know for our listeners that might be wanting to go out there. Um, it's good to know that. I believe uh, you got like, 12,000 approximate acres. So there's a lot of water there. There definitely is. I mean, there's a lot of water to be covered. A lot of spots that get actually overlooked. You know, a lot of times people come and you go into the bays. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of community spots that you go to. But one of the keys sometimes is to kind of get away from those areas, look at lake maps, and, and try to find an area that you look you think looks fishable and go give it a try. Okay, so this time of the year, Matt, what are we looking at for, for conditions? Are we able to get out on, on most of those bodies of water out on the ice? Or uh, how are how are people accessing this time of year? Um, the ice, right now, there's some snow. There We got quite a bit of snow down here now. So that's making accessing the lakes a little bit tougher. West Okaboji always ices up a little bit later. So I don't know if guys are fully 100% driving out there with vehicles yet i know that they're out there with snowmobiles and atv the traffic is but again there you kind of got to be careful at times because some of the areas there is springs on those lakes and they're kind of well-known spots and they do a good job of marking them so you know you kind of got to be careful with that but as far as there's always accesses right there in the bays a lot of boat ramps and stuff like that so you can get to them. There's a lot of public parking areas, too, if you feel like walking out there to access it by foot. And you don't have to go very far out to get on good fishing. Okay, so I got a two-part question for you. Uh, it's kind of the same question, but if you were going to go out ice fishing, uh, which you do quite often, if yep. you were going to send somebody there to go ice fishing and you want them to have the best experience, you don't know what they like to fish for, and you want them to have the best experience, what would you send them out to fish after? What species do you feel is going to be, give them their best experience? And the second half of the question is, is what do most anglers actually fish for? Uh, I'm going to go, it's probably the same answer, and I'm going to say bluegills. Uh, Okaboji is known for, they're bluegill fishing. We have, you know, our gills down here get off over 10 inches. Wow. It's not uncommon to catch them, catching them like that. 
uh, a lot of them in that seven to eight to nine, 10 range. And you're going to, the, the cool thing about it is fishing Okaboji is like fishing in an aquarium. It's frustrating, but it's also cool because you get to sit down there and a lot of it is sight fishing a lot of the times. And I mean, you're, you're on 20 foot of water and you can see the fish down there and wow, it's, it's amazing what you see down there. I mean, like I said, it gets frustrating too. We have something that's called the Okaboji back shuffle where you will see a monster bluegill come flying up to your jig and it will come flying up there and you're like, it's going to hit. And it will like literally just tap, tap the brakes and sit there and stare at your jig and just kind of, just kind of blow on it and just kind of slowly back up and swim away. And you're just like, ah, <laughs> you just get so, it, it can be frustrating at times. But like I said, the amount of fish that you see, the amount of big fish that you see, and every once in a while you'll be sitting there and you look down the hole and here will come a big northern swimming through or a big musky because, I mean, it's a world-class musky fishery. And it's just an incredible experience, especially if you have, like, young kids or, you know, anglers just starting off, that they get to actually see the fish down there. And it's really fun to see them bite your jig. And and I would guess that it would be a great place then for – uh, kind of a dual trip where maybe you go target walleyes during early light and late light yep. and then maybe go chase bluegills all day long and you could have have action all day yeah and then and that's the nice thing about having all the different lakes there like big spirit lake is known for its walleye fishing and it's perch fishing so if that's something that you're looking to target you can go chase perch around on there get into a good evening bite on walleyes up there in Okaboji too, as well. Uh, East Okaboji is a very good walleye lake. A lot of you see a lot of sleeper houses out there. A lot of guys stay out on the ice there. And actually, West is too. And like you said, it's usually a night bite because with that clear, crystal clear water, those predator fish do like to come and feed at night. And it gives you another great opportunity where you can fish bluegills and things like that all day long. And then, if you want to target those walleyes. You sure can. So we don't have a whole lot of time left. Looks like we had maybe, I don't know, another minute and a half. Uh, I got a question on regulations. Uh, you know, a lot of the states around us in the entire Midwest are really trying to preserve the larger bluegills, releasing the yep. bigger ones, different limits, or some of them are doing it with different limits, some of them are doing it with size restrictions, that kind of stuff. What are the restrictions? It sounds like this lake needs that. You know, so anglers don't come and take a whole pail full of 10 inches home. What are the restrictions out there for bluegills? There is no size re- restrictions down here. Um, a lot of us, you know, obviously encourage catch and releasing those big ones. Um, our daily limit is 25. Now, that that did, a few years ago, they did drop that. It used to be 100. You could keep 100 bluegills. Holy and they knew, that, they knew that there was a need to, you know, regulate that. So they dropped it down to 25, thankfully. Um, so, but no, there is no size restrictions or anything like that. So practicing selective harvest is something that it's like, we really stress. Yep. And, and it's very difficult with bluegills because, you know, that's the fish that we've grown up catching when we were young and, and we always want the bigger ones. Now as older right. anglers, we need to kind of reverse that mentality a little bit. And it's kind of a tough, kind of a tough goal sometimes, but I think the, the fishing industry is getting there. Thank you very much, Matt, for coming on Gone Outdoors. If people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just type in my name, and usually it's a fish picture as a profile. Uh, 
you have any questions, feel free to get a hold of me on there. And I'm always willing to try to get you in the right direction. That's awesome. That's Matt Deitch. He's an Iowa ice fishing pro. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.